Bezos Hashem, we spent Erev Shabbos and Shabbos together. And um, I was not by the last lecture of Rabbi Zriel. I imagine that he finished off with a wonderful tone. What I'm going to do this, this Mitzvah Shabbos is maybe not so basic, but more like a compote, like a dessert. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a vort. A vort. A dvartoide. And I'll try to make it as simple as I can, even though it's not so simple. And uh, we'll start off with the tefillah. I could have broken it up. You should enjoy it. <laughs> I want to talk about one of the Yom Tovim, which is not so utilized or understood or appreciated. You know, we have a Pesach and a Shavuos and a Sukkot. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and then we have a Hanukkah and a Purim, etc. Now, there's one Yom Tif. Every Yom Tif has his his point. What makes him exclusive? What makes him very special? There's one Yom Tif which I'd like to talk about, which is also exclusive, but people don't know exactly how to translate. And this is the Yom Tif. Of Shvi Shal Pesach. Shvi Shal Pesach, there's something very special about Shvi Shal Pesach. It's the only Yom Tif that we have that is no Halil. On the first day of Pesach, we say Halil. On Sukkot, we say Halil every day. On Shvuis, we say Halil. On Rosh Hashanah, we should say Halil. But Chazal tell us because of the Amos Haddin, because of the Pachat, of the Sifrei Chaim, the Sifrei Mesim, the Open of Hashem. So we're just not able to say the Halal. But actually the quality of the day demands Halal. And the same as Yom Kippur. I'm not sure about Yom Kippur. Agapon Rosh Hashanah. Now Shvish Pesach is the only Yom Tif we don't say Halal. And it's the Yom Tif that we don't say Shekhi For halachic reasons, we don't say Halal, we don't say Shekhi I'm going to try to describe a little depth in this Indian. What is the Yom Tif Shri Shal Pesach? Why is it so special? What's the message? And it's extremely important for us to understand and to try to, just like every Yom Tif, to get something for all the year, let us try to understand about Shri Yishal Pesach. Now, what happened Shri Yishal Pesach, the Yom Tov Shri Yishal Pesach is, that, that is the day that the Jewish people crossed the Yom. In other words, we left Mitzrayim on the first day of Pesach, and then we traveled for six days, and Mitzrayim started running after us, and the seventh day of Pesach, we were stuck. We were stuck. We couldn't run. We couldn't move anymore. The Yam was on one side. The Egyptians were running after us to kill us. This side is the terrible Midbar. 
with the snakes and everything. And this side was also a fort. And Hashem made the miracle and split the yam and we went over the yam. And Shvi Pesach is the day of Kriyas Yamsuf. Now, we have to know that Kriyas Yamsuf is a very special moment in the history of the Jewish people. When the Jewish people were Mitzrayim, so we were, as the language of Chazal, Goy Beker of Goy. It wasn't just that we were in exile like today, like we're in exile of America, or we were in Russia, or in Poland, wherever we were. We were considered in a pregnancy within Mitzrayim. We were part of Mitzrayim. There was no Jewish people, per se. And Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was a birth. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was the birth of the Jewish people. Now, a birth, sometimes, is a quick procedure, sometimes it takes time. A birth starts, with the language of the Gemara, Ninar Havlad Lotzis. The child... The fetus is moving and is starting to go out. And then there is a situation called Kibo Bonim Ad Majber the Koyach Ayelaledis. That the last minute, you know, the child cannot emerge. Now, when we went out of Mitzrayim, we were not a free nation yet. Because as long as our original masters was still living and able to pursue us, we still were not a free nation. We were worried we were going to go back to Mitzrayim. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was Ninar Havlad Lotzis. The final birth was Kriyas Yamsuf. That was the expression of Kriyas Yamsuf. That was the final birth. And that moment was a terrible hard moment. And the Jewish people were in terrible danger that the birth shouldn't take place, there should be chas and abortion. Now, what I'm saying this as introduction is, because the issue we're going to talk about today is very relevant to our generation. We do not know when Mashiach is going to come. Nobody knows. Everybody will tell you a different date, a different theory, a different translation of a Pasuk or of a Zohar, but nobody knows. But we do know, because there is no rule that you cannot know, and therefore Tzadikim can know, that we are in a birth process. It's called Ikvisi the Mashiach. The end of the Golas, and it's the process towards Mashiach. And this moment, the last generation, our generation, is what's called again, The last birth is the hardest moment. And when we're going to study what happened in Kriyas Yamsuf, what actually split the sea, will be a reflection on us, on our generation, what is our tafkid on these terrible hard moments of the last generation? Because 
the final Mashiach will be the Kriyas Yamsuf. What happened was, then, the Jewish people were stuck. Chazal described it as, Yoinasi Bechagve Hasela. A dove who was running away from a hawk that was trying to catch her and devour her. And she ran into a crevice of a rock to protect herself from the big bird. And in the crevice of the rock there was a poisonous snake. And here she's stuck. <coughs> to go into the rock, the snake will bite her. To go out, the hawk will, will devour her. And here she's stuck and started flapping her wings. And that's what the Jewish people were in Kriyas Yamsuf. They're running away from Mitzrayim. And Mitzrayim is running after them with, uh, with armory. And psychologically, they were their masters. There was a pachat for the, for the Mitzrayim. There was a fear of the Mitzrayim. And here's a roaring sea. And here's the Midbar. And here's the strong fort called Piachiris. And here they're stuck. And it was a terrible moment. Now, there's a Pasik, which is very interesting. The Pasik says like this. At that moment, the Jewish people crying out to Hashem. And Hashem said to Moshe, why are you crying to me? Why are you screaming to me? Babri al bnei Yisrael Tell the people to go. Now, this pasuk is a mystery. What is it? Matitzake like? What is a person supposed to do when he's stuck? When you're stuck, you're supposed to cry to Hashem. And the deeper mystery is that in the pasuk itself. That, the, that describes the marshal of this moment. It says, Hashmini is koilech. And the Yoyna was flapping her wings. And Hashem was saying, Hashmini is koilech. And here the Pesach says, And Rashi, who always tries to enlighten us, says these words, B'nai Yisrael b'tzorah v'ato oimid b'tfilah? The Jewish people are in a fix, and now's the time to daven. So what am I supposed to do? What can I do? If there's nothing you do, you daven. So this passage is a mystery. Now, in the Zohar Kodesh, talks about this passage. I'm going to relate the words and translate the little, literal translation and try to find some kind of an exp uh, explanation of what's happening over here. In the Zohar it says like this. It says, Matitzek Eli, Dabir al-Bnei Yisrael The Zohar says, Ba'atiko Talyo Milso. These are the words of the Zohar. Now, the translation of these words is pure Kabbalah. I don't know Kabbalah, so I can't explain it to you. And if I would know, I wouldn't tell you anyways. But the simple translation means like this. We live 
in a world of nature. And the world of nature is Hashem, Bereshis Bar Elohim. The word nature in Hebrew is Teva. And the word Hateva is Bigamatria, the numerical value Elohim. Which means the world of Elohim of Hashem. That's the world we live in. The nature of this world, the nature of this world is all blessings, all life come forth through a connection of Hashem called Tefillah. Way in the beginning of creation, when Hashem said, Tachi Haaretz Deshe, Chazal tell us on the third day, Everything started growing to the Pesach Akarka. Until the, the, the door of the, of the earth, nothing emerged. Or the Mauritian came and he found a desert. And it says in Pesach, the Kolsia Chasade didn't grow because there was no other Mauritian. And the world is waiting for rain. Rain is the connection from heaven. That's the natural connection of Hashem to our world. Or the Rishon prayed for rain, and rain came, everything started growing. Which means our life is depending on tefillah. Everything we have, every button on our shirt, everything we have is comes from a tefillah. Either my tefillah, my mommy's tefillah, my grandmommy's tefillah, my grandfather's tefillah. Nothing can emerge without tefillah. And that is the lifeblood of this world. Now, Daniel was prophesizing the future. And he saw Hashem as an analogy, a marshal, clothed. These were his words. The Atik Yoimin Yosef, and Hashem was called Atik Yoimin. He was always ancient. Levushe Ketlat Chiver. His, his dress, in other words, his expression is white as snow. We live in a world, a colorful world. All different colors. There's white and there's black. There's green and there's red. There's happiness. There are people crying, people laughing. The world is very full of colors. The future world is pure white, pure chesed, pure happiness. Va'atik Yoimin Yosef, and Hashem will sit on His throne with pure, pure kindness. Now this kindness filters into our world, drops of the kindness of the future. Drops of it come into our world at certain times. And that's what Hashem was saying to Moshe. Hashem says, Matitzek Eli, you should, now is not the time of tefillah. Tefillah is the natural lifeblood of the world. But here the Jewish people are so stuck. The problem is so serious. Because here we finally have to emerge as Jewish people, destroy the Egyptians, and there's a big question mark. Halalu oiv di avay di zara, halalu oiv di avay di zara. 
The Jewish people in Mitzrayim practice adultery, just like the Egyptians. Why should you kill these and save these? And in the normal trend of the world, the Jewish people are stuck. And Hashem says, here it's is not going to help. Here we need a drop of the pure kindness, of the snow white kindness of the future. And that's what happened on Shri Yishal Pesach. On Shri Yishal Pesach was the moment the Jewish people were so stuck, Hashem said, Now, we still have to explain, alright, so what are we supposed to do? We're not supposed to dive it. Well, Obviously, we're supposed to dive, and if you don't stop, everything stops. But there's a message: Daber el bnei Yisrael so. Let me try to explain what this message is. Now, let me come back to the basic issue: What exactly happened the seventh day of Pesach? The Yam split. Now, the splitting of the yam is not just to solve a problem because the Egyptians are running after, the water is roaring, and we have to make a road for us to run away. There's something much, much deeper over here in this issue. Now, I'm going to change the subject. I'm going to come back. Sukkis is the most beautiful holiday that we have. It's called Zman Sim After the Rosh Hashanah, the Shevet breaks open our heart. After the Yom Kippur, we become like angels. We go into the Sukkah, which is Hashem's embrace. And Chazal tell us that Sukkah is called Zman Sim In the time of the Beis Hamikdash, the Jewish people Rejoiced on Sukkis in the Beis Hamikdash. It was called Simchas Beis Hashoy Evo. Chazal tell us, It was expression of happiness, which all other happiness in comparison is nothing. Chazal say seven days. We didn't lay down to sleep for a second. We just, you know, as of nature, you could fall asleep. On, on someone's hands. They danced and they danced and they danced for seven days straight. What was the simcha? The simcha was there was a special mitzvah on sukkahs called Nisuch Hamayim. Now I'm going to explain this. It's going to take a few minutes and it's important information so please you know, have patience. I'm putting in all kinds of little things, and Beis Hashem, at the end, you'll have a picture. When Hashem created the world, the way Hashem created the world was like this. When Hashem created the world, the whole creation was water. The whole creation was water. Now, water 
is always an expression of life. Life needs water. Any time you'll see in the Tanakh, Vayiroab, there was a hunger. The simple translation of hunger means there was no rain. There's no water. Water is life. Today we don't need water because the faucet comes out of the wall. But water is a very big issue. Now, in the first moment of creation, the whole creation was water. Which means, it's an expression, that the whole definition of, of, of existence was pure life kindness of Hashem. Absolute, infinite kindness of Hashem. On the second day, Hashem divided the water. That was a terrible moment. It wasn't terrible, Hashem had a plan. But it was a terrible moment. Divided the water. On the third day, Hashem took all the water under the heaven to the earth and took away the water and put it into the ocean. Which means we have a void space. And in this void, Hashem built His world. Now, above the heaven, there is still the endless waters. Below the earth, there is endless waters. There is a space. Above the space is water, which is Hashem's endless, infinite kindness. Below the earth is Hashem's infinite kindness. And here we have a world. And here we are. Rain means that we connect to those waters. There's no hole in the heaven. Rain is the heaven's sweat. And whenever it rains, the bottom of the creation, the tahom, also swells. The fountains, the wells swell. And that's the life of the world. When Hashem created the world, the first creation that Hashem made, Hashem made a thing which is called Shisin. In the Mizbeach, on the side of the Mizbeach, there were two holes that Hashem dug all by Himself in the beginning of creation. They were called Shisin. And these holes penetrated till the depth of the Tahom, to the endless borders under the earth. And the first word of creation is Barashis Barashis. That Hashem made a possibility of connection of our world to the endless waters which expresses the endless infinite pure white kindness of Hashem. And once a year only, not today, but then, the Jewish people with, with, with the, the epitome of happiness took water. It's a mitzvah called Nisuch HaMayim, spilling of water, 
spilled it into the Shittin and connected to those endless waters which express Hashem's infinite kindness. And that connection brought about such a happiness in the base Hamigdash Hoyashoab and Ruach HaKodesh. They gathered Ruach HaKodesh. And Yoyne Hanovi, as an, as an example, became a prophet from those moments of Simcha's Beis HaShoeva. And this is the only connection we have in our world. Once a year on Sukkot, that through that window, those two little holes that Hashem kept open from Sheshis and Mebreshis to connect us to that infinite, infinite happiness and, and, and kindness which is called Mehat Tahom. Now, let us shift back. The Jewish people want to fix. They went out of Mitzrayim. The Egyptians running after them. And here's the Yam. What happened was, it wasn't that Hashem made a road over the Yam. The Ramelech describes it, Boka Yam. He split, split open the Yam. Vayavirem batahoimois kamidbar. He split open the tahom. In other words, when on Sukkot you have a, a delicate thread of connection which brings out the greatest beauties that ever could be in this world, Hashem breaks open on the seventh day of Pesach. And Chazal tell us, more than a Sukkot, when the Jewish people went through the Yam, Rosa Shivchal Hayam, a maidservant, a maidservant, not Yerina Hanavi, who was a potential prophet, a maidservant, saw more greatness of Hashem, prophecy, that Navi Yecheskel never saw. Because Hashem split open Call Halashon. Those endless kindness. So here we have two Yomim Toivim, two holidays. We have a Sukkot and a Pesach. And here we have a beautiful message. What connects us to Hashem's infinite kindness on Sukkot? The greatness of the Jewish people. We, we, we elevate ourselves through Shoshana, through Yom Kippur, to such greatness that we connect to that, to that beauty. What connects us to that endless kindness on Shri Yishal Pesach? The Tzorah, the pain, and the fix, the dead end the Jewish people found themselves in. That moment of Tzorah broke open what even sukkahs cannot break open. As an example, in our world, a father to a child, you'll see the most beautiful expressions of kindness of a father to a child. Even in the happiest moments of a wedding, a father could spend tens of thousands of dollars, 
to buy an apartment for a child for $150,000. The deepest expression to break open the depths of a person's heart is when there's a moment of peril. If chas v'shalom, the child is sick, that parent can spend $500,000 and who knows what a person can give away in the moment of sickness. I told you, I know a family that spent $1 million to save the children's eyes. It didn't help, by the way. What sukkah breaks open, the time of simcha, we have a special moed, special holiday, that describes to us what happens to the Jewish people when you come to a dead end. And that's why this holiday is so exclusive, this day. It's a yomtif, because it broke up, it broke open all beauties. There's no halal, and there's no shechiyanu. Nobody's waiting for that day. There's no halal, but this is a special yomtif called Shvi Shal Pesach. The day that the Jewish people were in a final moment of such sorrow, and this moment broke open the deepest kindness of Hashem, the infinite kindness of Hashem. And that's what Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Now, what did Hashem tell the Jewish people to do? Now, I'm going to say something which is so deep, you're going to have to excuse me, that sometimes, you know, person, it's so deep that I can't, I, I myself don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's two ways to translate this Pasik. Now, the last time we had the seminar over here, a few weeks ago, it was in Hebrew. I, in the, my last rush, I said everything I said until now. And I translated this Pasik. But it was not the simple translation. It's a translation that all the Svarim say, but it's not the simple translation. So I'm going to give you that two translations, and this is very, very relevant to us. One translation, which I said last time was, It's not left filler. To split the yam is mysterious nefesh. Daber el bnei Yisrael v'Yisrael. It needs mysterious nefesh. And I'm going to talk about this and elaborate. But there's a much simpler translation. And that's the real translation. Listen, listen, it's too deep for me, but maybe you'll get it. Hashem says, let's, what, let's talk what happened. Hashem says, Daber el bnei Listen to the words. Tell the Jewish people they should keep on going. Listen to the words. Tell the Jewish people. They say, what's the problem? Let them, let them go. What do you mean let them go? What do you mean let them go? There's a roaring sea. What do Jewish people do? They listen to Hashem. They just jumped into the water. And they just started walking into the water. And Nachshem and Aminah, there was the first one walking into the water. And the water came to his nose. He went deeper and deeper. And he said these words. He said, Hashem, 
Help me, Hashem. Kibor ma'amad nofesh. It's up to my nose. And the, and the yam split. Very interesting. I was always bothered by this question. Why do you wait till the water comes up to his nose? You know, he knew he knew, he knew where he's going to. He's walking into the, into the ocean. I don't know the answer. But listen to what it says in this Pasik. This is what it says in this Pasik. It says in the Pasik these words. It says, Why are you excited? The Jewish people are in trouble. If they're in trouble, and they realize Hashem's kindness, the problem is solved. There is no problem. Let them just walk. What do you mean let them walk? There's an ocean there. There's no what kind of what let them just walk. Their problem is solved. That's what the Pusik says. Now, if they don't walk, that means they don't trust Hashem. They're facing a problem. If you're facing a problem, then you're facing a problem. But there's no problem. My children are in trouble. It's my uncle. What, what, are you, what, what are you bawling about? I'm, I'm, I'm the father of the Jewish children. And they're stuck. So what's the problem? A spit of water? Hashem said, what are you talking about? Tell the Jewish people to, walk, to go. There's no problem. And they started going. That's all. Now, the moment that his nose was covered with water, then it became a problem. She says, Hashem, wait a second, Hashem, what's happening over here? That was the end of the story. You should know, we have to realize that when we're stuck, that's the salvation. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. If you don't realize it, then you're stuck. But if you know that Hashem is close, the moment that you're really stuck, that's the salvation. That's the end of the story. Now, I'm going to come back to this. Another way of explaining is, they need mysterious nefesh. Because mysterious nefesh is something which is not natural. Tefillah, prayer is natural. It needs mysterious nefesh. Now, I have a lot to talk about and I'm going to cut short. For many reasons. One reason is because it's late. Another reason is because it's good to cut short. And other reasons. But I want to introduce here several, several things. We today, as a Jewish people, we are in a moment of Kibbou Bonim Ad Majber, the Koach Ainaledis. Never were the Jewish people in such a, such a, such a moment. Now, 250 years ago, we also were, were in a moment very close. 
The Jewish people are just de deteriorating, just falling apart. Until then, for 4,000 years, we were 100% the religious people. In every town, they had their Mishumid. There was one person who became a Goy, and there was a rabbi, and there was one person who was fighting, one person who was a snitcher. And that was a town where all the people were religious. The Jewish people started deteriorating. And it was a terrible, terrible moment. It was a process for 150 years almost, a little less. I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to say these words, but I say, I want to tell you something. The Holocaust, I don't want to discuss this. I just want to say it. And if you don't like what I said now, put it aside. The Holocaust was not a punishment for the Jewish people. The Holocaust was not to punish Jewish people. The Holocaust was to save the Jewish people. The Jewish people, as a people, was so deteriorated, was so rotten, there was nothing left. I heard this from anybody who I spoke to who was before the war. It was a matter of, of, of time. There would be nothing left. A yeshiva bocher was a disgrace. The word yeshiva bocher and parasite, parasite was was like it was two words that mean the same thing my shvez used to tell us he lived in a city called Bransk it was a Jewish city there were two yeshiva he would come home for Pesach he'd have to hide in the street in his house if he was ever caught in the street his old friends from school used to say mortal I have a riddle to ask from you this is an interesting, you know, this is a serious discussion, so I'll tell you a nice riddle. If you see a girl who's ugly and hunchbacked, why, according to Jewish law, do you have to stand up for her? Anybody know? Because for sure she'll marry a Talmud Chochem. For sure she'll marry, she'll marry a Talmud Chochem. That was, that was the atmosphere in those days. It was a matter of time. And Hashem saved the Jewish people. That, 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 that building just put aside and built a new Jewish people. A new Jewish people. And as Israel there was a Chazonish and a Briskarov and the Yeshiva Yoshon. In America there was Sadr Rebbe and the Baron Kotler. And Hashem built a new Jewish people. And today things are different. But we're coming to the end of history. And we already had this as Hatches. And we're coming to a moment with such Nisyanis, with such, such problems within, within, with our Torah, with our Yerushalayim, with our beauty of today's generation. Children learning the sickness by heart. Today, Ben Azmani Shivas are full. We are with this, starting with problems which are trembling the Jewish people. Kibol Bonim Ad Mashbir. It's a terrible moment. <coughs> and there's a message from Hashem.
I believe the message is Batika Taya Milson. We need a moment of kindness from Hashem. It's caving in on us. And I have a little experience. The most beautiful family you tell them talk about 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 computers, about internet. They, just, they think you're talking bananas. It's business. If it's computer games, a little, a little, a little, a little harmless little movie on on a CD, etc., etc. I don't want to elaborate because I'm sure Abitalda spoke about it. And here you have a world that the whole world is in your is is in your palm. Batik Italian Milson. First of all, we need mysterious nefesh. <coughs> nefesh means life. It does not mean to jump off the roof. Everyone was a famous story. There was once a, a person who became about tshuva. He comes to a rabbi and he says, Rebbe, my, my life was... I want to do tshuva. She says, what did you do? He says, I'll tell you. And he told her, start numbering you. The various rabbi said, there's nothing you could do. You want to do tshuva? You need mysterious nefesh. What should I do? You have to kill yourself. So, all right. All right. She starts to walk. Rebbe says, what is it? What are you going to do? What are I going to do? I'll, no problem. There's a the five-story building. I'm going to jump off. She says, idiot, he says, you want to kill another Jew? You want to kill another Jew? What did you say? Kill myself. I didn't mean jump off the roof. I mean change your life. He says, oh, wait, that's a little harder. <laughs> she says, you thought it would be easy? You thought, you thought I want to make it easy? No problem to jump off the roof. We live in a world... There's a such thing as a life pattern. The children come home, everybody. There's a word called everybody. It's a world, there's a society, there's a civilization, there's a world that we live in. And the Jewish people never had this situation. The difference between, I say myself and my father-in-law, Zangazunt, that's all from my old generation, my father, Zangazun, true, well and happy. And this, this, is, this, is, this is not so fresh in history. But I'm not that old. But I remember, I remember like today, 51 years ago, my father wrapped me in a talus and took me to Cheder. Baruch Hashem, I had a good chinuch. My father wrapped me in a talus and took me to Cheder. And I learned Torah ever since then. Because if I would ever stick my nose out, I'd get a where I deserved. And Baruch Hashem, besides myself, all my brothers and sisters, a wonderful Tamir Chachamim. And I'm the little black sheep. Everyone, every family needs a black sheep. I once asked my father-in-law, I said, Abba, we used to call him, Abba, my father called Daddy. I said, Abba, you lived in Poland, did you know Polish? He looked like he's crazy. He said, I should know Polish? We spoke English. I don't know how to say it. That's the difference. That's the beginning of the difference. For 4,000 years, we lived in Hashem's embrace. And we have today a new generation that were out in the world. 
And the life pattern of the world dictates our life. Our simple life. We take all the beautiful styles, beautiful quote unquote, we air our long sleeves, we let out the hem to a long dress. And we'll, we'll have Gblimta Bekishes, and we'll have Yeshiva Shatais. But we live in the world. And we're living in a world that it's catching up on us. Because the world, we're going to come to a moment, we're going to have to decide. Either you go back into Hashem's embrace, into Hashem's privacy, you disconnect, or there's no way to do it. And this disconnection is pure mysterious nefesh. It's pure mysterious nefesh. That's what mysterious nefesh and there's a wonderful message. The message is that before Mashiach comes, there's going to be a possibility to connect to the deepest and beautiful infinite kindness of Hashem. The Nisyanus would be so great, we just don't know where to turn. And these are the words, They should continue the way they did always. Don't make changes. Tell the Jewish people, just keep on going. If we can see the ocean, and you're going to start running this way and that way, you're not going to make it. Continue the way you were, with our original purity and cleanliness and dedication and disconnection. Daber el Bnei Yisrael ve'iso, and that's mysterious nefesh. There's another message here, which is a wonderful message. We live today in a wonderful generation, but let us face it, Rabbi Yisai. Let us face it. The Jewish people and the world, the Goyish people, all through generations, all through generations had nothing. We, we, we had nothing. And we were missing nothing. Let me stop just for a little, a little, a little, a little, little story. Even the time doesn't allow it. A little story. My mommy should be well and happy is what makes me special. Why am I special? I have such a mommy. She's the only American girl, the only American girl that traveled 70 years ago, from, from America, from New York, to Krakow, to learn by Sarah Shneerin. The only American girl. My grandfather sent her to, to learn by Sarah Shneerin in Krakow. I can tell you a lot of things about it. I'll mention one little thing. I was once talking to my mommy, and she says, Ich weiß nicht, wo es gewesen mein Kopf. I don't know where my head was. My father lived in New York. He was a prosperous person even though he, he was a tzaddik Yisraelah, if I would have asked my father for one dollar, I could have bought eggs for the whole school. We didn't have what to eat. We didn't have what to eat. I look back, what do we eat? We eat black bread. I would have asked my father for one dollar, he would have sent it to me. So I said, Mommy, why didn't you? She said, you know why? It didn't occur to me. We were missing nothing. 
Life was so beautiful. It just didn't occur to me. Now I look back. What did we eat? <laughs> what did we eat? But then, life was so beautiful. It didn't occur to him to ask my father for a dollar to buy for the whole school eggs. We lived in the ghettos. And history tells you how the, how, how the houses, but history does not tell you. The simcha, the beauty of life. The beauty of life. The Jewish people had all through the generations. This is not time to talk about this, but all the stories, it's Sheker. The Jewish people are called Amidushne Oinek. We were, we, 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 we're absorbed with, with, with enjoyments all through the generations. And today we came to a generation. The world, not the Jewish world, but the world has everything. And I don't know the percentage, but it's 89% or 98%. Everyone has to visit either a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Our life is destroyed. There's no happiness. We're missing. We're devastated. Our hearts are broken. And the Jewish people are living in the world. And there was never a time that every single one of us is in a tzar, like our, like our generation. Now, there's a very important message here. The message is, there's a special moyet of Shri Shal Pesach. The moyet of Shri Shal Pesach is the holiday. What happens to the Jewish people when they're in a fix? When life is like this, like a sponger. I don't know if you people still, still use mops. When we're like this, when our life is just, is just, is just came to an end. And that is the moment of Dabriel B'nai Yisrael soul. If you will continue, if we will continue with the original Jewish beauties, if we'll disconnect from the world, then we will uncover such happiness, such closeness, that Hashem says, Dabriel B'nai Yisrael soul. Just realize that I'm there. And everything will open up. And it's a special Yom Tiv, Pesach. Boka Yom. It'll break open the Yom. The Tehoimais. We will not break open with a Sukkis. We'll break it open with the Shri Yishal Pesach. And with this I conclude with two messages. First of all, everyone is in private life. There's a special moyet when a person comes to a dead end. A special holiday. It's a special connection to the deepest, deepest, deepest beauties of Hashem. And the second thing, the special moyet of, of the Jewish people as a whole. We have to remember our connection to Hashem should be the same with the same beauty. And this is what's going to split open these deep waters and bring Mashiach very soon from Heidi Biyamenu on a good walk.